This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Hey, it's Frank Caliendo, and I'll be back in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yes, I should have fixed this. Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, for the fourth annual Last for Life comedic event. Mississippi, of course, home of Morgan Freeman and Brett Favre. August 2nd, might have said that already, and we'll see you there. Hakuna Potato. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do, is Southern Miss to the top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Harrington and Jason Bailey. Here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. I'm Jamie Harrington. He's Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings. And salutations, you guys. Vacation week is upon me, and birthday week is upon you. Yeah, it sure beats last week. So <laughs> It sounds like it beat the, the rest of the day you've had so far today. Yeah, it's been quite the adventure. And this is the last show uh, while you're in your 30s, so you're about to join the club, big man. Yeah, I mean, that's fine with me. I mean, it sure beats the alternatives, but... Uh, yeah, you know but, what's weird is when you have to start like whenever you're filling out a poll or whatever, you know these these things that pop up on social media where it says you know uh, check this box if you're like 18 to 25 or whatever, and then there's a next box and then the next box. When you get in that 40 range, it's kind of like the last little box that you can check, and that starts weighing on you a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, welcome, welcome aboard. I've it's been all downhill of, from here. I've been out of the target demographic for five years now, so I think I'm <laughs> in pretty good shape. But, you know, so this episode, we're going to talk football. I mean, we've been chomping at the bit to talk football. We've been talking football outside of this. You can feel the excitement starting to swell in different ways. Really been impressed with the output that the um, marketing department and uh, Brad Smith have put out there lately. I mean, you can start to see the excitement building around town. Yeah, it, it makes me – I wish I would have mentioned more about that when we did our interview. <laughs> I kind of left it open. Then, you know, like right after the interview, he puts out all these, what, like 10,000 coasters with the uh, with the schedule on it uh, around town. And um, he's talking about doing the towels again. And don't you just love how he sort of just polls Southern Miss fans through the social media? He'll just straight up ask you on social media, what do you guys think? And you can tell by the response – Real quick, whether you know you think it's a good idea or not. Um, so yeah, it's it's cool, man. Everything that guy does is, so far has been as advertised, and and we're we're just not even football season yet, you know. So there's gonna be more things to come. And I think it's great. I think that people want their voice to be heard, and mm-hmm. when you do it in a way that is not anti- antagonistic, <laughs> you do it in a way that's you know, you're legitimately looking for feedback, you can get some good, solid, honest feedback. And I I think um, I think it's only going to build. I think this 
this the excitement of this football season is going to snowball, and I think hopefully it comes for to a fever pitch this December in Hattiesburg. But we will see. We will see. We got a lot of football to be played. We got one game at a time, and put your pants on one leg at a time, and all that good stuff. So it's a journey. It's a journey. Every game's a journey. Every practice is a journey. Let's talk a little football. So Conference USA media days were this past week, and they came out with the predicted order of finish according to the – I guess it's according to the media. That's what they put on the site. So in the East Division, they have Marshall in first place, FIU in second place, Florida Atlantic in third. So Marshall has 14 first-place votes, FIU has nine, Florida Atlantic has three. Then in the West Division, they've got North Texas one with 20 votes, Southern Miss two with four votes, Louisiana Tech three with no first-place votes, yet UAB is four with two first-place votes. <laughs> so it looks like uh, the consensus is the conference is wide open, although it appears they, they think Marshall and North Texas are the favorites. But I kind of like this. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm not necessarily superstitious, but I kind of am a little bit. I love not being picked first because that's yeah. I think Southern Miss plays better with a chip on their shoulder. I'm not sure that would ever go away, even after like a media poll. But um, I, I don't know how you feel about it. But I'm not saying. I, I, th- I think if it was if we were picked any lower than than second. I would feel really disrespected. But when you're picked second, you're saying, so we're like almost good enough? Well, we got something to show you. So I love it. I, and on the flip side of that, I don't think we do very well, uh, you know, from the front. So uh, I, I love having, uh, you know, that, that, that last rung of the ladder to climb, so to speak. And I think that not just football, but most Southern Miss teams play better in that situation. I touched on it last week, but the preseason conf- all-conference USA team was announced. Five Golden Eagles on that roster. On offense, Quez Watkins, wide receiver. On defense, defensive lineman Demario Smith, defensive lineman Jacques Turner, linebacker Rakeem Booth, and defensive back Kyle Hemby. So, what that kind of says, I got. I don't know if you feel the same way, but what I kind of gather are my thoughts, my initial thoughts of this team heading in to fall camp. On offense, I feel optimistic. On defense, I'm super excited. Mm-hmm, sure. And we've talked about it a ton before, but these teams are, are starting to resemble um, a lot of those teams that, you know, from quote-unquote the Southern Miss heyday, that mid to, uh, mid-90s to to early 2000s, just stacked on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and, and this team, this team, it, there's not a whole lot of parts of the defense that you can look at and say are weak or are inexperienced. Because it's it's just not there, um, so it's it's really exciting. It's something that I think true Southern Miss fans expect out of Southern Miss football teams. Honestly, uh, is the, is that hard nose just hit you in the mouth? Uh, we can go up against anybody in the country defensively, and hopefully the offense scores enough points. So it, it seems like the kind of that's the kind of team that we're that that we have this year, and and I can't wait to uh, get out there and get after it. The expectations, I think, for Southern Miss fans as a whole, now everybody has their individual expectations, but I think as a whole, you expect a winning season. Regardless of the circumstances, you expect a winning season at Southern Miss. And they're celebrating the 25th year of Conference USA this year. Well, we've got five of those conference titles, and we haven't Mm -hmm. had one since 2011. 
and we've never hosted a conference championship game, although we have one-fifth of the titles that are out there. So I don't want to say there's pressure, but it's been it's, it's, we've had a little bit too long of a drought between championships. You, you're finally starting to get the scholarship numbers up. You're finally starting to get the depth up front that we haven't had in, in quite some time. So, and you're, I'm starting to sense a little bit of a change in the culture in a lot of ways. I don't say necessarily a change, but there are a few, uh, how do I say this, positions on staff that were replaced, I think, in a, in a better, uh, the, the players are in a better situation uh, with a couple of these hires. And uh, it, you can kind of gauge that just from seeing how the players are interacting, seeing you know, the mood going into the season and just some of the, the rumors about what kind of shape these guys are in. True. Um, and as far as this particular year, you mentioned me the 25th anniversary and all that. Okay. The, here's, here's my takeaway from it. We're in a great spot. Everybody thinks we're in a great spot to have a really good football season, right? Well, the last time we're in a situation like this, that's when the first round of conference realignment shakeups were going down. And uh, so the last time around, uh, it was bad. <laughs> it could not have gone any worse in that situation. We're kind of set up again with maybe not as big of a conference uh, realignment shakeup um, as the last time, but uh, everybody knows what's going on with the American Conference out there, and our name has been thrown in the hat. This is not the. This is not. We can't have a year like we did last time, which I don't think is ever going to happen again. But it's a great time to go ahead and dominate and have the Southern Miss kind of year that has everybody in the nation talking about us. So, and I know that if you ask Jay Hobson or if you ask anybody on the coaching staff, they probably wouldn't even want to touch that subject. You know, they're ready for Alcorn State. They're looking forward to Alcorn, and that's it. That's the next game on the schedule, and I get it. All that being said, this is a year where if we stub our toe, um, it's kind of on us. Well, and to be fair, I mean, really the only way that you're going to put yourself on a, a national map, on that kind of stage to where you will get that kind of chatter, is mm-hmm. if – you get in, into the whatever you call the BCS. If you get that uh, non high resource five bid into one of the high, you know New Year's Day bowls, I don't even know what they call them anymore. So not BCS. Um, and, and I don't know that's necessarily a fair expectation given uh, the schedule and how difficult it is and how many teams are vying mm-hmm. for that one spot. But at the same time, you can. I think this. I think a fair expectation is you know. Definitely back in the bowl at a minimum. Like, that's with everything going awry. But I think we can compete for a conference. I think we can win. I think winning a conference championship is is very possible. I think competing for a champion, uh, championship is possible. Uh, you know, I think a bowl is, is very possible. But it's going to kind of depend on how fall camp shakes out and how healthy we stay during the season. Sure. A lot of times that's going to be. The Achilles heel, so to speak. I shouldn't have said that. Um, well, but, well, but, no, well, well that, but that's everybody. Yeah, uh, and, and 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 you know we are breaking in. And, well, you know Scotty's still here, but we're breaking in a new offensive system. Uh, there's there's got to be a little bit of a learning curve with that. I think our defense is gonna give us a little uh, a little cushion as far as that learning curve goes. I fully expect our team to be better offensively at the end of the year than we were at the beginning of the year, which I know that's the way it went down last year, but. Uh, I would think the more uh, practices, the more actual, you know, live bullets flying, 
um, will will help us towards the end of the year a little bit more. And um, I tell you what, too, man, you talked, you, you you mentioned the schedule just a minute ago, and you know we only have the five games, uh, and we're hoping for that sixth home game to be the conference championship game. But uh, as I was doing a little research on 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 the Alcorn, Mississippi State, Troy, and Alabama, the first four games, the, the non-conference games that we have, um, they are a little bit more scary than I thought they were going to be. So it's it's not going to be easy, but don't you think that's going to play into our favor as far as if we do well in those games? Maybe win two or four, three or four. I mean, if we win four or four, that's just, you know, it's like hitting the lottery. But um, if you can do, if you can hit that, that three out of four number, um, you would have to think that with the quality of the opponents we're playing, that that strength of schedule and everything is just going to go sky high, and, and it's going to count for even more winning games on the road, I would think. And I think there's some dangerous teams on our schedule. I think there's some teams in the conference play that are going to be improved, but I don't think there's anybody that's hit head and shoulders better than us. I mean, North Texas, you know, I think that they think, and, and the people outside of the situation think, well, they've got Mason Fine coming back. They beat us the last three years. So they're clearly the favorite. But I don't know. I kind of see it a little deeper than that. I think a big problem that we had, especially in that game last year, uh, with pass protection. And if, if you give Jack time to throw, he's amazing. And mm-hmm. another year for Tate, he's definitely going to be better. And he showed flashes of being a really solid quarterback last year. So I'm excited to see how it plays out. But uh, before we get to that schedule, uh, a little few of the preseason watch lists were announced for several of the awards. The we had and several Golden Eagles, and this list is probably not uh, all encompassing at this point because <laughs> they keep announcing them every day. Kyle Hemby, a finalist for two awards, the Thorpe Award and the Nagurski Trophy. Trace Clopton, a uh, well, I say a finalist, a pre on the preseason watch list for the Remington Trophy, and Quez Watkins on the preseason watch list for the Belitnikoff Award. You mentioned Scotty Walden, and I know you texted me earlier, and I had this podcast downloaded, Run the Power. It's a, a football podcast. They interviewed Scotty Walden, and it was very entertaining. If you get a chance, definitely go check that out. What, what were your thoughts on that podcast, Jason? I love the energy that I heard from Scotty, and the, <laughs> I know I text you, but you do the fake J. I think you've got to come across a, a fake Scotty. Do you think you could pull that off at all? I, I think Scotty, yeah, I, th- I think Scotty. I still think Jeremy McLean. But it's it's kind of got to get to the point like Hop was where you've heard him enough to where right. it makes sense. Like you yeah. could probably throw out a Scotty Walden out there right now and nobody would know that it was wrong just because they haven't heard enough from him except like the hardcore. Die- but I don't think Scotty has ever – Scotty's kind of like Hop. Like when Hop walks in a room – He's like everybody's best friend, but like Scotty, I've never seen him act like he doesn't know somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they kind of have that, that that same you know personable personality about him. At least yeah, in but, at least in person. Sometimes the media gets a little different. Yeah, but and and just all jokes aside, I mean, the I thought that the guys running the uh, podcast did a great job with it, and I think they they might have known Scotty beforehand, so it was a little bit more comfortable, but. Um, you know, he, he talked a lot about uh, the like verbiage that 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 teams use, and um, and and everybody can be on the same page. And he thinks that you know that uh, that we're in good shape as far as that goes. Now, he talked about you know making the place simple um, to us, but look really complicated to the defense. Like having like six base run plays, six base dropbacks. 
that are really easy for us to recognize, but you know, make it really tough on the defense to uh, to figure out what you know what set we're actually in. So he broke down a lot more football stuff than I know. <laughs> you know, if I'm listening to a, a baseball podcast, I might go a little bit differently. But I was I was uh, I was kind of blown away about all the stuff that he said. And the dude just speaks with so much passion, so much energy that we all know that he has. And I, I hope that we can keep him around for for as long as as humanly possible. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. And anybody out there, what does it run the power? I think I just let's see, I just clicked. Yeah, run the power. Run the power. This I tweeted it out earlier, so just go check my my Twitter feed. And it's it's worth it. It takes about an hour, but it's it's worth it if you got a little draft time. If you search for Scotty Walden on iTunes or wherever you listen for podcasts, chances are it's going to pop up. So mm-hmm. definitely check that out, especially if you're just, you know, fiending for for content right now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of we're kind of in that that area right before things really get rocking and rolling. I mean, I think the players report next weekend. I think August the second. So you're kind of just on the verge of here we are. You know, it won't be long. Oh. And also, I mean, the weather just totally psyched me out today, right? The weather kind of felt like fall. And guess what I heard from the first time from my driveway this afternoon? What was that? I heard the drums. Ah. And, you know, I, we, we, we're you and I. I don't, can, I don't know if you can hear them from your house, but from my house, I'm I'm just close enough to where I can hear when the drums are when, when the uh, when the band's practicing. Not sure if I can ever hear the band, but I can also hear those drums, man. And then it, it, you combine that with it was like 83 degrees or something outside, and uh, you know started to get that itch. There's nothing else going on, um, but as, absolutely, it's right around the corner. Are we 40 days? Are we 40, 41 days away from kickoff? I'm I'm not good at math. Something like that, though. It's a lot closer. That I mean, you'll you're gonna blink, and the season's gonna be here, and and it's awesome, man. Well, let's talk a little bit about the football schedule. Let's talk about, um, you know, kind of our thoughts, our uneducated thoughts on these games, some of these games, mm-hmm. uh, what maybe to look out for with some of these teams. And also I'm going to talk about the where Vegas thinks is the over-under in wins for each team this year. And, you know, obviously there's a right and a wrong answer when it comes to be December, but for right now that's Vegas is pretty sneaky with how they project things at times and Southern Miss is projected at seven and a half wins that to, you know given where we've been what we've had you know coming back I think that seemed that's fair at this point um, given you know what's tough on our schedule but if we can shore up the offense I think we have a a, uh, a, a very good shot at smashing that number come December I think that seven and a half is it speaks volumes about how good everyone thinks our defense is going to be and how questionable our quarterback play might be. Uh, everybody knows that Jack and he can have amazing games and he can be a turnover machine. So, uh, in, in other words, I mean, do you think if we had this exact everything's exactly the same and you got Austin Davis in his prime, I don't think that number seven and a half. So. Um, that's time for, you know, and again, I would, I would be playing with that huge chip on my shoulder if I was Jack, just to show everybody wrong. He's put up numbers everywhere he's been ever since high school. And, um, and I think he's got a better offensive system this year, but I, I think that it play and a lot of teams are going to go as the quarterback goes. Uh, I think we're, we're in a little different situation because our defense is going to be so good. But if, 
if the quarterback play can be outstanding, you know, <laughs> that's seven and a half, you know, you could be looking at double digits. I mean, you really, I think, I, I think in a, I think in a, in a perfect world, everything it, barring injury and all that, uh, I, I don't think double digits are out of the question, even with the tougher schedule. I think that what well, back to the Austin Davis comment. I think what, um, I don't know that Austin. I don't know. That it's fair to say that just because I think that you know it's no secret that the O line showed up out of shape last year to start mm-hmm. the season. Protection was a huge issue. When when Jack had protection, he he still had one of the highest. He had the highest completion percentage in Conference USA. So, right. and two, he, he had Fedora calling the plays, and that's something that Jack didn't have. So no, he did not. I don't know how it's going to turn out with Jack, but. You know, I think that he's he's a better. I mean, I think he had a solid season last year, but I think he's a better quarterback than what he was able to show given the circumstances. Let's talk about the schedule. Let's get let's get into it. So the first game is coming up August thirty first. That's a Saturday at six p.m. at the Rock against the Alcorn State Braves, a team that we we played them a couple years ago. Is this the first time they've met? We've met them since Hop's been coach. I was thinking about that. I, it seems like we've played them, we've played them once before, but that might have been that might have been Munkin's last year. Matt Munkin versus Hop. I, I can't that remember. Was, that was Munkin's second year, and but I think we played Southern Hop's first year. So I don't think that we've actually played them. I think yeah, this is Hop's and, first time taking on Alcorn. Okay, and I, and we I know we've played Jackson State. Right, right, Jackson State last year. I don't know. I can't remember. I, I want to say I remember. I, I guess I, I guess I'm thinking about Hop kind of previewing this year's game versus Alcorn, but um, but anyway, um, as far as that Alcorn game goes, man, I mean I know it's Alcorn, but this is a team that you know Hop left them in fantastic shape and they've just kind of kept it rolling. They're a total of three points away from ten and four last year. Had nine wins, um, and. Yeah, I, I jotted down a few notes. They did lose to Georgia Tech, forty-one to nothing, but they beat Louisiana College, seventy-eight to nothing. I know it's Louisiana College, whoever the heck that is, but they scored thirty or more points five times last year. Um, Noah Johnson's a stud quarterback, um, and he's back. So they lost very little on offense, and they would love nothing more than to come into Southern Miss and and take that first game. So hopefully, you know, it's a cakewalk, but I. I I don't think we're just going to be able to just show up and expect to win just, just you know, without effort. So I'm looking at oddchart.com right now, and they have the projected score being Southern Miss 39.7, Alcorn 0. Wow. Nice. Hey, and, and like, I mean, hopefully that's the case. Uh, but no, I, I totally get what you're saying. They're, they're, yeah. they're not your, they're a little more dangerous than most of the SWAC. The SWAC is that still the, the conference? The SWAC teams mm-hmm. we play. Right. They're a little more dangerous than, than some of those teams, so that's fair. Right, and and you know, quarterbacks like that, the dual threat guys. I mean, they they have a way of just taking over a game at some point, or at least keeping you in it till the end. So, hopefully, our defense, and more than likely, our defense will, will be up to the task from uh, from the first snap. But it's one of those teams that if you let them hang around, you know, who knows at the end with athletes like that. So, the our second game of the season is Southern Miss at Mississippi State. That's going to be at 2:30 p.m. on September the 7th. The over and under for State this year seven and a half wins. So uh, uh, that's interesting. 
So very much like last year. I mean, Mississippi State goes eight and five last year, four and four in the conference. Um, so I guess their win totals projected right at along the same lines as Southern Miss, but uh, they open up with the Raging Cajuns on the 31st of August, and then they play us. Uh, both games, of course, are in Starville. Um, and Wait, Mississippi State is the yeah. Mississippi is that game against. Uh, ULL or Lafayette or Louisiana is it that game in New Orleans or is that in Stark? Oh, is it? Okay, I don't. I don't know. I, I guess I just assumed <laughs> they're playing. They're playing both of them at home. Uh, that would be interesting if they played in New Orleans. I feel I like they're playing. I feel like the game's at the dome. If I'm not, maybe I'm. I don't know. I don't know. But this Mississippi State team, they're super duper strong last year defensively. Uh, led the SEC in total defense. Um, but you know they lost a lot. I think they lost every single starter from the from the uh, defensive front. So that's something they're going to have to replace, and we'll, 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 you know it remains to be seen if they've reloaded or not. But they do return seven starters on offense, and but as far as offensively, of course they're breaking in a new quarterback. So I think that Southern Miss uh, has every opportunity in the world to win this game this year. What do you think? I think it's going. No, yeah, this game is at the Superdome. That first game is at the Superdome. Okay. I think you know. State has had some very solid uh, recruiting classes over the last few years. They lost uh, – you can't lose – what? They lost two first-round picks, if I'm not mistaken. You can't lose mm, right. what they lost and expect to keep going. That being said, I think they've got uh, some depth there from the recruiting. But uh, I think just like you know the year where, where Dak was gone, uh, I think they're vulnerable. And I think that – it's really for us to have a shot. It's going to depend on how well our lines play up front because that is usually where the problem lies. It's usually up front when we take on, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, a team. And this is not the Mississippi State team of old. It's not the Southern Miss teams of old. But I think this is a, a game that we definitely have a shot in. I'm definitely, uh, I definitely would be more optimistic about this game than I would have been in, in our previous matchups. Although I, you know, right before we played them last time, I felt pretty good about our chances. Uh, I kind of have a similar feel about this game. It's one of those that I don't think that we're going to be uh, expected to win. But at the same time, I think that we'll have a shot. So, uh, you know, let's dance. Yeah, that, well, I think both teams are, are pretty comparable. I think both teams are – I, I would like to think that, the you know, the quarterback play is going to dictate who probably ends up better. I don't think either team is, is uh, just heads and tails better or worse than the other um, but I think both teams have question marks um, under center, so we'll see I, how it goes. I feel, uh, you know, although they do have some studs on defense, I feel better taking on this defense now without a Jeffrey Simmons. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that it's a, it's definitely a better better. I think it's a better game for us than it would have been this time last year. So uh, I like our chances, but it's going to be one of those that I think everybody's going to count us out, and I think that's great. And sure. uh, but but I but I, I I like I like the feel of this game for some reason. Absolutely, man. I'm, are you making that trip to Starkville? Probably not. I can't do it. It's just I can't. I just can't do it. It's just me. <laughs> I just do horrible in those situations. But uh, I'll be rooting for him from uh, from the comforts of the living room for sure. I've had some of the best comedy shows I've ever done have been in Starkville, but. I just cannot. I was. I did not like when they when they came to our place. It's just nope. a different vibe with with that fan base. I don't know what it is. Well, I do know what it is, but it's just a different vibe when that we're around <laughs> that fan base. So, yeah, I probably unless somebody unless something you know miraculous happens where I end up, uh, you know, 
acquiring a private jet and a, all this. <laughs> I don't, I don't see it happening. So the next, sure. so that's the first game of our road skid. Um, the next, I don't want to say skid. That's not good. Uh, of our our road stretch. That's a little more positive. So the second game of our road stretch. So we got three games on the road. Uh, all three of them are going to be challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is going to be on September 14th. That's a Saturday at 5 p.m. This game's going to be on ESPN Plus, taking on the Troy Trojans. This is a Troy team that they snuck up on us a couple of years ago. Hop's first year, we had a pass that uh, just missed in the end zone to win the game. They get the victory, but they've put up some serious, serious uh, numbers the past few years. Do you know how many games the Troy Trojans have won over the last three seasons? Um, why don't you tell us? 31 games. It's pretty impressive. 10, 11, and 10, back to back to back, right? And don't forget, you know, Chip Lindsey um, is there now. In fact, the uh, the headline on SB Nation, Troy Page, is Chip Lindsey's a variable for a loaded roster. So uh, they've got a lot returning. Um, they return uh, 50% uh, in, in the top 50% of the country as far as returning starters go. Um, like I said, they've had at least 10 wins for three straight years. And here's here's the big thing. Uh, they open up with uh, – who do they open up with? They open up with Campbell University, very first game. Then they take a week off. The week that we're going to Mississippi State and you know giving it our all in Starville, trying to come up with a victory there – uh, they're off, and then they have, and then they have us at home. So, you know, that's that's got to play a part too. Uh, and 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 I don't want to think that we would probably be looking past anybody because I don't think we're good enough to look past anybody, even though I think we're really good. Uh, but you know, we have the Alabama game the very next week, so you go Alcorn, probably a victory at Mississippi State, toss up, who knows? But it's at an SEC field, so we know how that happens. Then um, playing a Troy team coming off a bye, then the very next week playing Alabama. Goodness gracious! Um, it's uh, that 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 skid you talked about, or that stretch, um, really including Alcorn, that four game stretch in the non conference is just it, it has the potential to make us look awesome, or make us uh, really probably have to run the table in conference. So, one thing about Troy, you mentioned they've won at least ten games the past few seasons. Uh, Vegas has them projected at an over under of six and a half wins. So Vegas doesn't think they're going to be as successful, which makes sense given losing their head coach. Uh, they had some, you know, different turnover on different spots of the field. Um, yeah, I, top, top three wide receivers are gone. So it's going to be interesting. I, I don't, you know, and this is a game, like you, like you said, they're going to have to buy the week before. They're probably going to be up for this game. Uh, it's going to be at their house. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you look at these teams last year, Troy probably is projected to win the game. But um, given the change in circumstances, I, I guess you got to see what we're made of. It's definitely going to be a challenge, but I think that's a I think that's a winnable game at this point. Right, I think it's a great game to be played. Uh, I've never been to Troy. That's a game that I'm planning on trying to make. I, I really want to make that one and the uh, Louisiana Tech game. Uh, those are the two away games that I want to do. And, um, yeah, I bet they are going to have a packed house, man. These are the kind of teams that they want to play, much like Appalachian State was looking forward to playing us last year, you know. Southern Miss is, was at a place for, you know, the better part of 50 years that a lot of these teams uh, really want to get to. And 
at this point, the, you know, <laughs> we're kind of even with a lot of those teams. So they would love nothing more than to knock us off. But I just like that it's a game that I don't feel like the fans will be just total turds when we go over there. It's a game that I can drive to. It's a stadium I've never been to. And uh, there's a few familiar faces over there. I might have to, you and, know. And, and they get a new familiar face and it's Jason Finley, our strength coach from the past couple of seasons. Right. I mean, he'd love He'd love nothing more than to, you know. Knock the silly little grin off our face, I'm sure. So Brent Jones, but then yeah. you got Jeremy McLean just coming from there. He's he doesn't want to go there and lose. Mm-mm. So yeah, that game's got a lot of it's got a lot of juice to it, and and uh, that's six and a half wins from Vegas. That's that's uh, that's really strange. I, I I didn't I wouldn't have expected you to tell me that. I hadn't looked at Troy's schedule, but good gosh. Um, hmm. So I think Very I think I think they're projecting them to take a step back now. On the flip side of that, the following week, this ends our, our out-of-conference schedule uh, on September the 21st, which I found out I actually have to work that day. That's As strange as that is, I've got something going on that I'm, day. I might, I might join you. <laughs> we are taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide. The time is to be announced. I'm sure that will hinge on whether or not they decide to put it on what channel on TV. So you have Troy with a projected six and a half wins as the over-under. The over-under for the Crimson Tide is 11 and a half wins. So if you think the Golden Eagles are going to win this game, by all means, take your ass down to Biloxi right now. <laughs> yeah, and you know, when I was trying to make out some notes for this, I get to the Alabama game, and I'm just, I, I, my very first note is uh, offense is awesome, defense is awesome. <laughs> you know, it's Alabama. Two is back at quarterback. Um if Tua does happen to get hurt, you know, Jalen Hurts transferred, so maybe that's a positive if, if, if Tua was to go down. Um, I don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you say about Alabama? Receiving core loaded. Um, now, USM secondary is probably one of our better pieces. So um, Alabama, I want to say, led the nation last year in passing efficiency. And um, it'll, be the, it'll, be the, it'll be the biggest test. And it'll be a test at the end of a three-game stretch. It's already going to be a test, so – a very, very tall task, but it's not like it's not doable. Um, we would probably have to catch Alabama, um, you know, maybe not at their best, and we would have to play flawless. So can those things happen? Absolutely. Will they at the end of that four-game stretch? I don't think so. But um, it's one of those games where I, you'd like to see how you stack up, you know. You want to see how you stack up against the best. If you want to be the best, you got to play the best. And – and they're pretty much the best. So, I, I can't think of a time we played them where now. And I think this is—I really think this is the golden age in Alabama football. And I know you look back in some Bear Bryant's years, you could definitely make a case for that. But with what Nick Saban has built, uh, with the recruiting they're able to do, and with the resources they have, you know, on the flip side of that, I can't think of a time we've ever played them where we've been projected to win. And the mm-hmm. times that we've done well have been when we had some uh, strength up front, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that defense is going to be our strength this year. So I know their defense will give our offense fits. For us to have any shot at making this close, our our defense is going to have to give their offense fits. It's going to be a tall task. It'll be a tall order. I think this is a game that our guys are going to be up for. Um, but – I don't know if we have the manpower to go toe-to-toe with the Crimson Tide at this point. I just want to see a fight. I just want to see us go out there mm-hmm. and put up a fight. Go out, hit somebody in the mouth. Uh, you know, Southern Miss style football, hey, win or lose, you're going to know you're in a fight when it's all said and done. 
Um, I think that's the best. I think expecting anything other than that is is you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. But hey, strange things have happened before. Yeah, and I'll just mention a possible chink in the armor. Um, Alabama is replacing three to starter three starters uh, defensively um, up front. So you know, I mean, some, some new guys up there, uh, but I'm sure they're you know. Pretty much the same as the old guys, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's very tall task, and um, but I, you know, I some people thought Auburn was going to be a tall task last year too, and I honestly think we're the better team in that game. So, who knows? I think, yeah, and I think that uh, yeah, I don't think anybody really realistically expects us to go out and beat it, but but I think there's hope, and I think everybody just wants to see. Uh, so, you know, you go out there and you hold your own, and, and you get something to be proud of in that situation. So, sure. uh, the next week, September twenty eighth, we're back at home, back at back at the Rock, six p.m. taking on the UTEP Miners. Uh, this is a team that we've pretty much dominated as of late. The over under projected win total for the Miners this season three wins. So, not much expected out of this UTEP team. You have to think at some point they're going to get better. But uh, <laughs> we got him here at Hattiesburg. Well, yeah, and and the UTEP. I mean, that particular team. Not to just dog on UTEP here, but UTEP. Um, there's no secret. Um, I'm sure they're going to come in and play as hard as they can. But after this four game stretch that we started off with, you know, you need a UTEP coming to town, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it could not come at a better time because that very next week you get right back into the thick of things with uh, with North Texas. So, and actually, yeah, that, actually, that yeah. very next week. Is a strategically placed buy. Oh, there is a buy. You're right. There is a buy right there. Thank so, goodness. I mean, I'm having to take a deep breath just reading through it. You know, <laughs> so um, that, that's a, that's a very good spot for a buy, uh, especially and, and the, the North Texas game is homecoming too, right? The North, yes, that is correct. North Texas okay. game is homecoming. That's on October the twelfth, six p.m. I think we're all going to need a breather after that UTEP game, anyway. So well, the, the beautiful. Is, the beautiful thing, like we talked about before the season, football team aside, but as fans, you've got five home games. None of them are back-to-back. So you get a break between every one. To, so there's really no excuse not to come to all five. Yeah, and the sixth one. And Correct, and the sixth one that we're going to have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you get the bye, and then you get to take on North Texas. Mm-hmm. And North Texas, projected win total for them right now, seven and a half wins. Same as us. So this is going to be a – this should be a very pivotal game in the West, and it could determine who gets to play in the conference championship game, let alone possibly host it come the end of the season. And, you know, look no further than Mason Fine. He's still been there. He's, he's It's one of those players that, you know, no matter what sport, there's just some guys where you're like, oh, my God, is he still on the team? You know, and this guy's good. He's a good player. He can um, he can put the uh, put the load just directly on his shoulders and and go out there and win it. So uh, we got to deal with Mason Fine, um, but they don't have the. Do they still have that wide receiver Guyton too, or is he gone? Remember that guy? He just yeah. just a couple of years ago, transfer from Notre Dame, I think. I feel like he. I feel like he is. Surely, I'm, surely I'm, he's I'm, gone by now. I'm going through my notes here. Uh, They've got uh, Rico Bussey is 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 back at, at receiver, but no, they but it does not look like Guyton is back. Okay. So that's good. good. But hey, good news, bad news about this game. Good news, 
We've got a bye leading up to it. Get some time to, you know, recover and, and game plan for this North Texas team. Bad news, they've got a bye that same week. So mm. you're going to have two teams uh, with some rest, fully focused and motivated to go out there and, and get it on for the conference championship. So you, you got to be in town for homecoming anyways. So this mm. should be an incredible game back at the Rock. Yeah, man. You're right. Uh, everybody's going to have that break. Going to be coming off a win over UTEP, you know, more than likely. So, yeah, there should be some positive momentum going into that game. That, that's kind of right in the middle of the season. It might be a turning point. So we'll see what happens. The following week, October the 19th, at 2.30 p.m., Southern Miss at Louisiana Tech in Ruston. This game on the NFL Network. I'm particularly excited about that. I think that's going to be a great chance, a great opportunity for some exposure. But Vegas has Louisiana Tech with an over-under win total of 7.5. They play 12 games this season, so you have to figure they're going to have to find 7.5 wins from the other 11 games, given (laughs) (laughs) their history the past few years. Yeah, it's like everybody in our division has a – us, uh, North Texas, and Louisiana Tech all with a seven and a half win. So they just think these three games are just toss-ups, I guess, which which they're kind of right, um, other than the fact that we beat Louisiana Tech every time we ever step on the field. But it's always really close, and there's several times where we probably shouldn't have won the game, but Tech's kind of Tech. So let's hope that that same exact thing happens this year. And that October 19th game being a 2.30 start, let's go ahead and also hope that the uh, – 95 degree weather is up and out of here and we don't have one of those tropical storm things that's about the time isn't it middle of october when yeah, we start get these sideways winds well up until that rains. really up from the time the season starts to that point i mean it's it's all yeah. right there so it's mm-hmm. it's always a crapshoot every year and I, you know it's weird making plans from that time because you, you never really know what's going to happen but um so we got at louisiana tech the following week october the 26th uh, Southern Miss on the road again on ESPN Plus at noon, taking on the Rice Owls. Rice uh, with a two and a half win over and under via Las Vegas. So hmm. they're not expecting much out of the Rice Owls. But that being said, you kind of could see, I, at least from my vantage point from the games that I've watched of theirs, you could kind of see a little improvement as the season went on. At some point, Rice is going to, they had a pretty solid recruiting class, I think. Um, given their standards, and uh, you kind of got to think they're going to be a little more dangerous, but two and a half wins, that's a pretty low projection. So weird when you go to Rice to play a football game um, because you go and it's just this monster of a stadium, and there's nobody there, kind of like when we used to play Tulane or SMU, you know. Um, So I think it's a challenge for the coaching staff, honestly. It's almost like a practice. I have been at Rice before when it was homecoming for Rice. I don't know if this is their homecoming this year. Whenever that happens, there's a few more people in the stands, but there's just, like, nobody there. I think that's got to be weird for players to play. But it's a game that Southern Miss should win. Uh, it's a right – if you're Rice, you know, it's it's a game that you you kind of uh, hope that you can – kind of like when we were talking about us with Alabama, you kind of hope that you can stay in it for a little while. Um Right now, there's been times in the past where Rice has, has has been better than Southern Miss. Just right now is not one of those times. So it's a way. It's a game that's winnable. It's a game that um, hopefully we're coming off a uh, swing through uh, Louisiana and La Tech that we can just go back, go right down to Houston, and um, and win that one as well. But it, it's a game the Golden Eagles should handle uh, pretty easily. The following week, 
uh, Southern Miss back at home, November the 9th, 2.30 p.m. This game also on the NFL Network, taking on the UAB Blazers. UAB, of course, uh, conference champions last year, snuck away with a, a victory at the end of the game last year in overtime. The Vegas has their projected win total at seven wins right now. So you have a UAB team that, because they were shut down as a football program, uh, the rules were bent a little bit on the types of players they could bring in, the amount of scholarships they could give out. So they had a very, very senior-laden squad last year. They're losing a lot of that. I fully expect... You know, barring some kind of uh, injury catastrophe, for this to be the year that Southern Miss breaks the streak and gets back to where we're supposed to be, and that's beating UAB every single year. You know, and how do you even make a prediction on this game? It's like, like we, we joke about us beating La Tech all the time. Why in the world do we keep losing to UAB? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, it didn't make sense last year. I know they had all the extra players, but it's just it's so weird. It's, yeah, you're right. At some point, we have the the streak has to end, and you have to get over this hump. And, you know, nothing against UAB, but it's time for, you know, a new streak to begin. And I well I fully believe that, you know, it will start this year. And last year was we did not have our best team on the field, and we still almost won the game. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, you know, get this game back at home. Um, that being said, Louisiana Tech's probably saying the same thing about us. Okay, the streak has got to end at some point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very similar. Uh, neither one of them really makes sense. I, I like that we're on top in at least one of them, but uh, n- none of them make sense. It's it's really weird. You know, I'm looking at the uh, – I, I clicked on the – while we were talking about this game, I clicked on promotions. You know, the promotion for this game, it, there's a bunch of them. Runs of the Rock 5K, Military Appreciation. But as far as the color theme, it's camo. What? I swear, I, I'm looking down the color theme. Alcorn State gold out. UTEP is a split gold on the east side, black on the west side, which I don't like. No. Uh, yeah. And and the one for eleven nine two nine two thousand nineteen UAB, the color theme says camo. I mean, it must be military appreciation or something. Is there not a blackout? The blackout's the last game against Western Kentucky. Well, that's good because blackouts, I think, should be later in the year when it's colder because you can't really and find also, much gold, cold weather gear. William Carey students can purchase an upper level ticket for uh, five dollars. Might as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, I but to yeah, off here, but that was weird. Well, that's strange. I don't have any camo. I'm not a hunter. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't. You know, maybe you won't be able to see it. anybody in the stands. I don't. Well, we'll look. I'm gonna, wear, I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna wear some antlers. Look like a bunch of bumpkins out there, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't. You don't have to. I mean, it's good to fun to participate. It's cool to try new things, but yes, you know, I think it's gold every game except for the blackout. Yes. And you know, I don't like the half side thing because it's <laughs> no, it doesn't work. We tried that before. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but sorry. I God bless them. I'm on board with it. Go ahead. But hey, so if it's black one side, gold one side, what are we doing in the end zone? I'm not wearing white. Naked. Hey, no, it's hey, it's a family friends, uh, family oh, fun yeah. zone. So, My two year old would have no problem with it. Well, I was about there's probably some a lot of two year olds that'll be participating at that point. <laughs> um, so UAB. So let's move on. Yes, we got to power through this. Uh, November sixteenth. That's a Saturday. Uh, Southern Miss on the road at UTSA. 
5 p.m. start on that on ESPN+. Plus. Vegas has the over-under win total at, for uh, Texas San Antonio at two wins. Wow. I kind of feel like that's – I mean, Are I don't know. Are they that bad? I, I, dude, I would probably take the over in that. That's a pretty – I mean, I don't think they're great, but I don't – I think two wins – I don't know. That doesn't really seem like – That's – hmm. This uh, hmm, I don't know. Well, it's, I mean, let's let's hope they at least have two to three wins by the time they get to us. Just so if we don't, if we stub our toe, it's you know, it's one of those deals. Not where, an absolute catastrophe. Yeah, right. So well, hmm. and you know, you know, that's Frank, interesting. You know, Frank's gonna have them fired up. That there's a couple of guys on that team. One of them I know used to play here. Um, you know, that's a game I think he he circles and schedule. I just I don't know if they have. The dogs to to uh, you know Nick, hopefully our quarterback doesn't yank his thumb out of socket and all that kind <laughs> yeah. of good stuff. Oh, you're talking about Mullins. But you know, last time we played there uh, was when Keon Howard lit him up. It was like that was like his coming out party in that game. So right. Um. Yeah. I, I don't. You'd have to think that we 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 should win that. You have to think this has got to be the year that. Losses are going to happen, obviously. Victories are going to happen. We always have a couple games that we win we're not supposed to. We have a couple games we lose that we're not supposed to. But with all the depth we have, with what we get coming back, you got to think, as far as losing the games we definitely shouldn't lose, hopefully this is the year we put an end to that. I agree. And I don't know what the game is on the schedule that I would pick for the one that we're probably going to lose when we shouldn't. But this is – yeah, this is not going to be it. You, you feel like it's it's the close ones, you know, like uh, your Troy, your North Texas, your Louisiana Tech, your UAB, and even your Florida Atlantic. Those feels like the ones where, it, you know, it could be close. But the, the others – Yeah, there, there's a huge gap there. Hmm. Interesting. Well, but, hey, I mean, speaking of UAB, there's a huge gap back in 2011 too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got to got to one get you know you got to every game's a journey. I've always said that. <laughs> so the following week, I'm kind of excited about this game. Uh, now I know that it is the blackout, uh, November 23rd. That's a Saturday at 2:30 p.m. on ESPN Plus. Southern Miss taking on the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. The Hilltoppers their first trip to Hattiesburg. We had one scheduled prior to them joining Conference USA. Then that was pushed back, and then we never played each other until again until uh, we played in the Conference Championship back in 2015. Kind of kind of a raw deal in that game. Uh, we're not crying over spilled milk. Uh, the way you know Dylan Bradley was kicked on the ground, but uh, we get him here this year. My stepdad's a Western grad, so he's excited to get to see his Hilltoppers in person. The Hilltoppers over under. Five wins. They they improved as the season went along last year. I don't think they're necessarily ready to contend for a conference title, but I, I, I think that uh, five wins is fair at this point, and we owe them. The players on this team now, maybe very few were actually there, but we owe the Hilltoppers. Yeah, we owe them. We owe their fans. We owe their crappy, shiny-looking helmets. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't like these guys at all, and I can't, I can't, I still can't believe this is the first time they've ever played 
uh, at the Rock. It seems like they've been in the league for like a decade. We've never had them here. It's one of those, like when UAB went down, it threw everything off and just, I don't know. People have tried to explain it to me. I, just, I still don't get it. I don't understand why we hadn't played them or Florida Atlantic here. I don't, I don't understand. No, we got Florida Atlantic one time, I think. But anyway. Um, oh, that was a brutal game, man. We should have won that game yeah. in uh, Munkin's first year. Right. But no, I'm looking forward to these guys. I hope they bring some fans. Um, I doubt they will because nobody goes to their own games. But, um, you know, is is uh, d- d- so do you, do you have people sitting with us for that game? Uh, at this point, no. But uh, <laughs> that's know. late in the year. I have no... I can make no promises as to how I'm, how I will behave. <laughs> oh, and Jeff, and Jeff is Jeff is a good sport. Like I watched the championship game with him a couple years ago. I mean, he's a fan, but he's a good sport. Nah, he's cool not dude, like a for sure. Yeah, a great guy. I mean, yeah. he 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 comes to at least they've been to at least one or two games every year um, right. here. So then the following week, uh, the final game of the season, November thirtieth. That's a Saturday. This is the Saturday after Thanksgiving at two thirty p.m. on the NFL Network. Southern Miss. Versus Florida Atlantic, Jay Hobson versus Joey Freshwater. It's going to be on Boca Raton, Florida. So if you need a vacation right after the Thanksgiving, if you want to uh, do some keto on the turkey, you can keep your beach bod, head down to Boca Raton. Over under from Vegas, eight wins hmm. uh, for Florida Atlantic, uh, which, I mean, I, I know they've they, they they always I know they get a lot of transfers and stuff. I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't know enough about this Florida Atlantic team. Uh, for them to have the most projected wins in the conference seems a little odd to me. I don't and and you know I'm looking at we talked earlier about where the um, media had these teams ranked. Uh, Florida Atlantic was picked to finish third in the East uh, with eight wins. So I don't know. It seems kind of strange, but. Hmm. I think this is a game that, it, with it being on the NFL Network, with Lane Kiffin being there, I think this is a great opportunity for these Golden Eagles to show out on on a, on a stage where they're going to be watched. And um, who knows? Who knows who's going to be watching this game? Have we only played these guys one time? I think it was only one time. I look I at the uh, it says last matchup, November 16, 2013. We lost 41-7. to 7. Oh, I'm thinking of FIU. Then, yeah, they. I guess they. That was that. That was that year. That was right before the turnaround. Right. Um. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but yeah. So we mm. we get them again this year and next year. So wish I hadn't clicked that button. <laughs> um. Well, uh, it'd be cool to to um to play against a Lane Kiffin team, and man, November. So, so so our Western Kentucky game is the week before Thanksgiving, and that's at home. Correct. That's good because I hate playing that Saturday game after Thanksgiving at home. I like to play anything at home, but it's always, you know, it's, it's so tough to, to get people back out to the game. You always have, I mean, Thanksgiving, it's always tough. And we, I mean, yeah. and, and I know we have some people that are, have every right to their opinion that that's a rivalry week and we should be playing a rival team, but I'd rather make that money on a different week where we're actually going to be have the hmm. opportunity to make more yeah. money. I can see, yeah, I think I'm with you. I think it, it well, yeah. I, think I guess Louis- I can see both sides. If you're going to have one at home like that, I, it should probably be Louisiana Tech. Well, Louisiana Tech, you know, they don't want to have any uh, after Thanksgiving at home because their students are already gone. Sure. So they tried not to have any, mm-hmm. um, I think, that week. So, yeah, I'm, I, you know, we'll play, you're still playing the same schedule. It doesn't matter what week you play it on. Bro, this is the game we need to go to right here. 
Boca. Well, November. Let's basically see, December. Let's see what the um, adjuster rules on my vehicle this week, and see how much money <laughs> I'm going to have to come up with uh, before I start making plans of heading anywhere further uh, than yeah. the rock. Forgot about that, man. <laughs> Gotta but, get those uh, guys to start using their blinker. Uh, no. How about just stopping at a stop sign? If, if, if <laughs> either or, that would have been awesome. Um, <laughs> but anywho, uh, that's another podcast in itself, yeah. I guess. So that's the season right there. It's it's gonna be, it's a, a, to me it looks like a fun season. I hate not having six home games, but if you're not gonna have six home games, you get the way we have our five set up. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm just ready to get back out there. I don't care who we play. But the, the schedule we have, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. Kickoff parties going on right now. So this week, Thursday, July 25th, it's the 36th annual Jackson All-Star Party at the Mississippi Trademark in Jackson, Mississippi. So if you're in the metro area, be sure you go out to that and, and spend some time with some Golden Eagle fans. This Friday, that's July the 26th, it's the 21st annual Gulf Coast Beach Bash at the Biloxi Civic Center. Then... On Saturday, August the 10th, we're back at home for the 24th annual Eagle Fanfare. It's going to be back at the Thad Cochran Center as well. So uh, it's you can feel the excitement building. You you kind of get this sense that, that, that things are starting to come together for the Southern Miss football team. The players report next Friday. I fully expect the excitement to build in all of us. Between now and August 31st, I think there's going to get. There's always a point when we when we get to camp where I'm just refreshing Twitter 24/7, waiting for that next tidbit of news, mm-hmm. checking out Golden Eagle Pride, checking out Big Gold Nation. I used to check out what Jason Munns has to say. I don't really care anymore, but I'm just <laughs> I'm I'm ready to start getting some info on this this Golden Eagle squad and seeing what they look like on the field. Um, I did. I think we've ch- chit chatted long enough, so let's shut it down. Uh, follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington, Jason at bumper J Bailey on Facebook and Instagram as well. Got to give our shout outs, shout out to college sports, unfiltered.com shout out to the men of Sigma Chi, the theta Delta chapter shout out to the men of Pi Kappa Phi, the theta alpha chapter. Jason, you got any shout outs? Um, no, man, don't have any shout outs, but I would like to say that I'll be going on vacation starting in the morning. So this is a time where my two year old is probably going to get fever and it's going to suck. But, you know, anyway, looking forward to a little downtime away from work and, um, get ready to get back and, uh, get up and get after a little bit of this football action. Yeah, absolutely, man. So next week is going to be the fourth annual last for life. That's on Friday, August the 2nd. The headliner this year, of course, Frank Caliendo. If you want to hear a little from Frank, check out last week's episode of To the Top Talk. And we've also got special guest Keith Alberstadt. I am super stoked to hang out with Keith. Great guy. Last time he was here, we went. He went to open mic with me. I mean, just such a he's such a good dude. Like if Keith was a Southern Miss fan, he probably would have like be on the podcast with us. But he's a huge right. Van, Vanderbilt fan, so him and Nate Bargatze chop it up. Another another Vanderbilt guy. Another Vanderbilt guy. But Keith, unlike Nate, I think Keith actually went there. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, following comedy show coming on after that is going to be at Brewski's in Hattiesburg on Friday, August 17th. We've got Dan St. Germain. Uh, Dan St. Germain was on live from the comedy cellar the other night on Comedy Central. So, um, 
it was kind of cool to see him on there. I saw him in New York a few years back. Great comic. Look him up. Make sure he's your speed of comedy. If you want to support the show, check us out. Patreon.com slash to the top talk. Got some, uh, we might be getting a new sponsor there. So we'll see what happens with that. Nice. But if you, if you want to uh, beat them to the punch, get on there and check it out. If you want to run a commercial on the show, or if you just want to get a shout out at the end of every broadcast, you can check us out at patreon.com slash to the top talk. All right. So uh, we both got trips coming up. I got a big comedy show next week. After that, we should be, we should start getting into football mode. And I, I heard a little, you mentioned I can hear a little bit now. I hear the drums outside a little bit. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's getting me to that time of the year, man. So, um, let's, uh, you know, let's get after it. All right, you guys. Look for To the Top Talk on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Subscribe, give us a rating and review. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. And as always, Southern Miss, To the Top. <laughs>